Blog Talk Radio.
is Saturday night at Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason. And tonight's show is unique, to say the least. But then my guests are unique. And we'll get to them in just a few minutes. I want to say welcome to all of you who are listening and who will be listening to the archive show. Because of you all, we have reached over 200,000 listeners in over 200 countries. And it's growing every day. And like I tell you at the beginning of every show, this is not my show. It is your show. It is you, the listener, and you, the guest. And and the show just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I want to thank you for that. There are two ways to get on the show. One, you can come on as a guest. The other is to be a sponsor for the show. And if you want to know how to do either one of those, contact me at offthechainradio at yahoo.com. And I'm going to start the show off with three of our sponsors. The first one is Howard Lane. And it's about a gentleman named Frank Tabici, whose niece is dead, and he's one of thousands of victims of a terrorist attack, which has been laid at the feet of Islamic radicals by a right-wing U.S. government. Frank, based on a chance encounter, is one of the very few people who question the government's explanation. He's a Vietnam veteran who wants nothing more than to live without further controversy or conflict. Can he and his grieving brother, Rob, a detective with the NYPD, obtain the necessary evidence to uncover the truth in the face of scorn and incredibility? Can they overcome their long-term estrangement to work together, given that they are putting their lives in danger? And last gasp, a novel that resonates with today's politics, the answers to these questions unfold in a way that mingles personal and societal issues and intertwines the past and present while moving relentlessly forward. Last Gasp by Howard Levine. Do you love thrilling whodunits, cozy mysteries, or sizzling suspense with dangerous twists and turns? Well, each one has secrets, and one of those secrets could get them all killed. Often death is just the beginning, but what if the damage was already done? The answers revealed in Death and Damages, keeping you on the edge of your seat with hair-raising homicides as you discover mysterious secrets, deadly assassins, and cold-blooded killers in this thrilling box set of 24 breathtaking tales of Death and Damages. Pre-order your box set now at deathanddamages.com, and it's just 99 cents, so do it today. Traveler Pelton has a new book out in her Oberlin series. It's called Terrorists, Traitors, and Spies. The middle generation of the Oberlins carry on the legacy of their father, Noah, by setting up a network of scientists, spies, and informants all over the globe. This book spans the generations from 1910 to 1975, a time of change and growth. The family tries to stay out of the feud between Edison and Telsa while beginning to investigate an elusive enemy network that grows into an underground jungle which will plague them for generations. They survived two world wars, the Korean conflict and the Vietnam War, in spite of attacks on them personally from the enemy and their own government. Will the legacy of the Lenape negotiators carry the family through discrimination, hatred, and treason? Will there be another seven generations of the people to carry on, or will they follow their ancestors into oblivion? Join the high-energy Oberlin family in yet another Traveler's Tales of Intrigue, Technology, and History. Terrorist Traders and Spies. Available now on Amazon at Books a Million as an ebook or paper book. Or if you want to, you can go to travelerpelton.com, which is her website, because she has a special offer going on just for folks getting ready for the silly season. She is offering postpaid sets of her trilogies for $25. She'll autograph them any way that you like. She takes PayPal and will ship the sets out the next business working day. 
So go to her website, travelerpelton.com, for all the details. And with that, we start our show tonight. The song you heard is from the band Cypher, who is out of Canada. They have been on this show so many times. They are absolutely one of the best bands out there. I first had the honor and pleasure of getting to interview them when they were first starting out. And I told them then that they were going to get so big and go so far that it would blow their minds. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what these guys are doing. You hear the noise in the background. They are getting ready to do a show right after this show. They these are amazing guys. When they booked the show tonight here with me, they didn't have a show planned. But they were asked to do a second show from a gig they did last night. And they agreed to do it. And I told them we could have rescheduled this show. But these guys, they they just keep me humble. They wouldn't do it. They wanted to do this show. So with that being said, welcome, guys. I am so glad you're with me tonight. Glad to be here always. Well, okay. So let's tell the folks what all is going on in the background. Where's the show? What time does it start? And how long are y'all going to be playing? Um, well, I don't know the length of the set, but we are at the East Arts Village, uh, East Village Arts Collective on Dundas Street in London. It's a volunteer-run organization that uh, that uh, we've been happy to help out, and, and uh, um, we've we filled in for a band that couldn't make it today, so we played yesterday at Old East Seven Sixty Five in London, so. Which was the easiest loadout ever because the two the two uh, venues are about four doors down from each other. So. Wow. Well, I want to know how y'all how y'all got this particular gig. Did did they hear you playing last night, or did somebody come see and say, "Oh, okay, we'll just ask them if they want to walk four doors down." Well, we've we've. We finally managed to connect with a lot of uh, local artists and whatnot, and um, we've played EVAC a couple of times in the past. Um, and uh, so, you know, we got the you know we got the call. Hey, do you want to play the show? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't, you don't have to answer. Yep. We'll be there. <laughs> Remember when? I will never forget the first show that that I did with y'all. It was one of the most amazing shows to this day that stands out in my mind of of the 400-plus shows we've done. And I had never heard of industrial bands. Y'all gave me such an education and such an appreciation for that genre of music. Because, ladies and gentlemen, what these guys do is they don't use instruments. They use synthesizers, they do use percussion, and they use vocals. And they have created an industrial band. And correct me if I'm wrong, the industrial band started after World War II or before World War II in empty warehouses in London or in Europe. Well, there was a lot of, I mean, there's always been experimental music going on back as far as, and like we're talking uh, Carl Stockhausen and uh, 
guys like that who were, you know, who got their hands dirty in early electronics, like wire recorders and, you know, tape loops and things like that. Um, and they referred to it as electroacoustic music. Industrial music really got started in the late 70s, sort of, sort of out of, it was, it sort of spread out of the punk ethic of do it yourself and that kind of a thing. But there a few bands realized that if they, you know, with what was then relatively new technology, i.e. the synthesizer, you could make any sound you wanted and affect any sound you wanted, that it opened up a whole list of possibilities as far as how far you could push the envelope. And a lot of the early band, industrial bands like Throbbing, Gristle, Cabaret, Voltaire, most of their stuff was was kind of happened on the spot. Um, I'm actually looking to do a cover of Throbbing Gristle's uh, Discipline tonight, and it's basically completely improvisational. Like there's a there's a there's a beat to it, but the members of Throbbing Gristle pretty much did whatever they wanted with their instrument, and that became the song. So, um. As and with most electronic music, I gotta say, you know, as technology developed, it also changed the nature of the music. So I mean, at some point in the early eighties, industrial started to gravitate towards danceable music and stuff like that too. So you know, it's well, it's it it but but it evolved out of the punk idea of do whatever you wanna do and um, industrial address a lot of taboo subjects as well, like head on. So mm-hmm. that's tr- <laughs> that became a part of that too. Therefore, the Cypher's first album was very dark, and it it addressed suicide, and and it addressed asking oneself questions that one might not ordinarily ask oneself. That was a very powerful album. Uh, to this day, I still love that album because we talked about that album in great length that night. And yes. It, it talked about the songs and how they came about. And regard, irregardless of, of how people feel about this type of music, it carries a message. I think, I, I, I think the message is there if you want it. Um, I mean, I've heard a lot of uh, I've heard a lot of industrial music where it's it, it's a, a bit much about the same thing. But I say I think that happens with every genre of music is you kind of get stuck in one place for a bit, and then somebody else comes along and goes, "Hey, you know, I'm doing this now." <laughs> you know, and it gravitates towards that. But I mean, I think you know, I think when we did Overthought, you know, you know, we didn't. Know, we didn't have both feet on the ground as far as where we would go afterwards. And I think when we kind of looked at it and said, you know, we created this thing with a message, you know, we decided to go, let's keep this going. Let's, let's have, you know, we, we want there to be some kind of meaning to, to what we do because, you know, at, I mean, especially the way the world is right now, Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, 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 it, it 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 gives you no end as an artist. It gives you no end of material to react, just to react to. It, and I think that's where we come from. And even the second album, it it was a powerful album 
and the third album, everything that y'all have done, it it it's powerful within itself. I was I was sitting here listening to the opening song and and being a writer, of course there's this vision dancing around in my head. And it's like a movie and I am seeing a dancer doing contemporary dance to that song. It's hard to explain, but it's it's a dance between good and evil and hate and love and the the dynamic that y'all put into that song is it it blows me away. Well, with everything, it, you're, you, this is everything ends. Um, right. Uh, we uh, we got uh, a friend of ours, Serena Dorton, from uh, the awesome death metal band Kavara, and uh, she came into our studio and and put down the 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 one vocal for that. It's funny because I hadn't actually listened to that track in a while. <laughs> So I was, I'm standing outside having a smoke, bopping away. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> you said there, shucks, folks. I made a song. You know, <laughs> there's still that, there's still that element to it, though. You know, it, it's, you know, there's always well, that kick when you finally put, put a collection of songs to bed. Guys. <laughs> The, and when you hear it from from Urian, hear it playing on on the show here, and you're not in front of the mic, but you're hearing it, and it it it's like you said, you're going, oh, we did that. <laughs> it, like whose song is? That? Oh yeah, we did that one. But it the the message is there that you can't swap one hate for the other and expect for the dynamic of life to change. And you can't swap one bad action for another and expect the dynamic of life to change. Somebody has to be willing to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Did I interrupt? No, I just took a deep <laughs> oh, okay. breath because I... But, uh, no, uh, I think that's that's always been a common thread. I mean... You know, Mike and I have such disparate interests. Like, there's stuff that we both like. Um, you know, and we, you know, we we talk about that stuff. But we're also mm-hmm. always, you know, every time Mike comes over to my studio, he's like, you know, oh, you got to check this song out. Have you heard this song? <laughs> kind of a thing. And you know, it's, you know, sometimes I really groove on it. Sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes it's like, ah. But, you know, that's just, but the fact that we have those differences means that, you know, we, because most art is referential to something. Yeah. And, you know, Mike, you know, Mike comes from, you know, Mike's heard all, all the industrial, but he, I mean, he, uh, he did most of his DJing in kind of the middle of the middle part of the industrial era, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I started with a band called Cabaret Voltaire, which is very, um, which which is very abstract stuff. So in the early days, they eventually, I think by the end of the band, they pretty much went full disco. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's the way one of my favorite been. albums, 
One of my all-time favorite albums is uh, Cabaret Voltaire's The Voice of America, which was ironic because they're a British band, but they they were one of the first bands to start taking a lot of the taboo visuals like pornography and fashion, you know, fascist films and stuff like that and kind of collaged them into something that's basically look at your shit. <laughs> look at, you know, this is, you know, here's what he, here's what humanity's really doing. And, you know, I mean, they turned off a lot of people. So some people got it. Um, but, you know, that's kind of where I come from is, you know, the, you know, the, t- the stereotypical studio tech where I'm always going, you know, going, you got to hear this tape loop I just put together. It goes around the whole place. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like, of, why are you using that? Speaking put of down the four the track, place, Jay. Speaking of, <laughs> of going around the whole place, I want to play Stand Down. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is from, the first song was from the third album which is called Hand Grenade. This is from their latest album. I don't even know if it's out yet, but because they love me, they always send me their music fairly early, and and I guard it with my life. But we're going to play Stand Down by Cypher so that you can get the – there's just no words. These guys are just phenomenal, and I love them. So we'll be right back. And in the the middle of that, I'm going to pass the phone to Mike. Okay.
I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and uh, you guys just get better and better. I, I can't disagree. I used to think that we were getting worse, but this last record, um, we we added someone, and the sound that you hear, it's particularly in that song, um, it, it's so different and so new, and uh, he brought a lot to the band, and, and I'm really thrilled. Okay, who was the new guy? I know you told me before that y'all had brought in someone new. We have, uh, you guys will meet him tonight. I I told him he's he's not getting out of his turn on the phone. 
All um, right. It, it, uh, his name's Loki, and uh, he's someone that, and, and here, here's a little bit of a humorous story. Uh, I babysat him as a baby. He's a lot younger, and uh, I, I used to change his diapers. Like, that's how long I've known him. <laughs> I love it. You've come and, to the uh, mic. He, uh, he, he, his old band was supposed to open for us one night. The rest of the members of his band decided they didn't want to play it. So he, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So he shows up, right? At our show, he didn't even go with his other band to play. Not wow. the show they had taken instead of ours. He came to our show. And uh, that night, I said to Jay, I said, you know, we've always been looking for a guitar. I want a guitar player. You wanted a guitar player. This dude just quit his band to come see us play live. So he joined us that night. And uh, the last experience in the studio was super surreal. Uh, Jay would be playing around on the computer and then Sonny would or Loki would jump up and he'd start playing his guitar. And they'd be halfway through just jamming around on the computer and the guitar and I'd suddenly start writing lyrics to the album. And uh, it just added such a cool dynamic to the writing process. Um, which, you know, we've been doing way too much of. <laughs> Excuse me. Because... Uh, you know, we, we keep putting out album or EP after album or EP. And uh, so this writing process was so different. And, and this album is so different from anything we've done. I thought, you know, instead of releasing something next year, we should ride this one for a year and put out singles and, and small little pieces of work in between. Um, because I think this album is the one that has a real, real honest to God shot. Like having been a DJ for as long as I have, um, what Jay did on Stand Down that you just played with his voice was, it blew me away. And I remember thinking when we were writing that song, I want to be part of this song, but I don't. Because I don't want to change that vocal sound. And then Jay came up with the idea of alternating the chorus. And, and uh, you got a little bit of time. Go ahead. Um, the, uh... Okay, good. Right on. Um, our guitar player asking me when he had to go on the phone. So oh, really? uh, I was telling him, no, you, the, the, where we're playing tonight, we're playing a, 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 I'll finish that story in half a second. We were playing a really small room tonight. And ah. it's a beautiful uh, nonprofit artist collective in London called the EVAC. Um, and the bar we headlined at last night is two doors down. So we keep running down there to get a beer or something because there's no alcohol where we're playing tonight. It's a, it's a dry <laughs> venue. So we're all running to the bar. That's why he's asking me, how much time do I have? It takes me three and a half minutes to get down a beer. I'm like, go, go, go. Uh, and of course, you know, every so often you, you got to go outside and exercise our new Canadian legal right. Uh, of course. But that, 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 that's the way that goes. Um, but anyways, back to stand down. So Jay says to me, let's alternate the chorus. And I was sitting there, and secretly I was like a kid at a baseball game that caught the home run. Because I'm going, yes, I'm part of the song. <laughs> and uh, so we put the album together, and I had picked a different track to be the first single. Um, we did a cover uh, of an Insane Clown Posse song. Um, and as an old-school juggalo, I was like, oh, yeah, this can be fucking cool. They finally let me do it. So that was what I had earmarked as the first single. 
And I sorry about the noise. There's a bunch of rowdy teenagers here. Um, That's quite all right. But but um, the uh, Jay did such a good job on Stand Down, and I, I listened to it. And I remember after we were done recording it, I said to Jay, I said, wow, that one's got a bit of a Nine Inch Nails feel to it. And he looks at me with the most deadpan look on his face. He goes, you fucking stink? <laughs> <laughs> and, and ladies and, and gentlemen, you're not going to believe this, but these guys did not tell They sent me the entire album, and they did not tell me which songs to play. And we do this. Have you noticed we do this all the time? I tend to pick the songs that have a huge story behind them. It's really weird because some of the songs you pick, I, I, I scratch my head and I go, I don't know why she picked that one. That's one of my least favorite songs on that record. But 99.9% of the so- time, the song that you randomly pick, because we don't say, hey, this is the single. Can you play it? Screw right. that. When we put out an album, and, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but when we put out an album, and I don't even know if you know this, before we ever release the album, I'd message you and say, new album coming out, when are we coming on the show? Yes, he does. Um, and, and that's because we literally get off the phone with you that night and sit talk about the songs that you picked off the album to play. Really? Because we, we use Avon Basin as a sounding board for what's going to be successful. And it's worked so far, and it's going to keep working. You have given me chill bumps, my friend. You have literally given me chill bumps. It, it's true, and it's so funny because the way that we ended up on your show uh, originally was so random. It and, was. Uh, because someone that we used to play with a lot, uh, that we wrote a song on our last EP called Family Love that's actually about him. Um, yep. And the way that he he's behaved since we got to know the real person behind the music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, never meet. Uh, I'll, I'll sum it up in a sentence: Never meet your idols. Um, they're they're always much cooler in your head than they actually are. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so if you ever see me, just keep walking. I got a funny story about that in a second of odd. You're gonna love this one. But uh, we wrote family love with that. But he introduced us to you. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming on your show the first time, and it was Jay and I. We were over at my apartment. We were sitting around a table, and we originally had uh, just added another new member, Matt. Yeah. Um, so we were all sitting around. We were smoking weed and talking with you. And uh, I remember getting off that call, and Jay and I both kind of had chills, right? It's one of those moments because it was the first time we had been on any sort of radio production that was – more worldwide than just a small scale audience. Um, Mm -hmm. And you gave us that shot. And and I think if I'm not mistaken, our Facebook jumped drastically after that. Jay's looking to be nodding emphatically um, because this guy's pretty good. It's playing in the back. Is he, is he, he's killing it. eh? Uh, The the first band just went on. So I'm kind of listening to them while we talk. (laughs) Uh, But I remember, uh, you know, the one thing that you chose that night uh, was Dark Mistress. And, I love that uh, music. I know you do. And it's so funny because that's one song that I think we covered this that night. 
that wasn't, uh, that's not the song that was originally written. Dark Mistress, Jay sent me this cool piano line, and I went, oh, right on, let's, uh, let, let's use that instead. So I rewrote it that night. Um, but anyway, so you had played that, and it was funny because it's the one song we had only ever played live. We've only ever played that song live once. And uh, it was so cool because that's the one time that you picked a song that I went, that's not going to be the single. But not because I don't love the song, but because it's a song that I find very awkward to perform in front of people. So, yeah, it was cool. But um, so we literally do. It's part of our writing process. We write the album. We book this interview. And then we start thinking about what the single is going to be. This is the first time ever, I think, that we actually said this is going to be the single before coming on your show. And you honor us by playing the same song because I'll, the process continues. I love it. We have this connection. So, I, I don't know I don't know how we have it, but when I was listening to the album I'm going I, I like that song. That and then the one that I opened with was off of Hand Grenade. Yes. And yeah. I, so I got both albums in tonight. So I haven't I haven't peeked out on when someone does that, but the song you picked, uh, the first song, Everything Ends, which um, was our rather poorly designed attempt to try to be a metal band. Uh, one of my favorite songs, but it's a song we never play live. Oh, you should. Only because, well, the only reason we don't play it live is on that song, uh, there's a lovely young lady who sings like an angel that does all those yells. Uh, that's not me. That That's a, a lady named Serena Dort from the band Kavara. And uh, she, we do occasionally get the pleasure of playing with Kavara. When we play with Kavara, we always play it live because I tried, we tried sampling it once, I think, and it, it just, it doesn't flow the same. Without because her. you got to have her there. And she, but she's the first guest singer on any of our albums, and she was uh, just an absolute pleasure to work with. Uh, what, she was there for like 20 minutes, laid that song down in 20 minutes, and just hands us the mic and goes, okay, I'm done, and leaves. Yeah. Like well, a complete to... professional. Do you, so. do you want to hear the third song that I've picked? Okay, what do you got for the third song? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Off the Chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, with my heart throbs. I love these guys with all of my heart. They and we are love you phenomenal. Too. They, they, listen, if you're ever in, in London, Canada, find out where they're playing. And if you don't go to London, Canada, um, we're going to tell you how to get their music because these guys are phenomenal. They they. They're wonderful. I absolutely adore. And you're never too old to live your dream. Ask these guys. This is the third song that I picked for tonight. This is off of their new album. Don't go anywhere, Mike. I'm done. I want to hear what it is. No way. Yeah. 
Go away, go 
Caldwell. And we are back. This is Off the Chain with your host, Yvonne Mason, and one of the most wonderful industrial bands in the world, Cypher, out of uh, London, Canada. And I have oh. Mike Lee on the phone with me. Well, oh, what did you my God. that one? Oh, my God, Yvonne. I'm sitting here swooning. I, 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 it's so funny because I fought so hard to get that song on the album. Um, that we, we, we didn't write that one. That's written by a band out of Detroit, Michigan called Insane Clown Posse, who I just love. <laughs> um, and, and they've got a very unique group of fans. And uh, last year, their fans... Um, were branded a gang by the federal government of the United States. What? Uh, the Juggalos were, they were, the Juggalos were branded a gang by the federal Why? government of the United States um, because it's a counterculture and because it's a different type of, of world. And uh, anybody that had the Hatchet Man uh, bumper sticker or tattoo, um, and I have a tattoo of, uh, their cover of the riddle box on my forearm was could be detained as a gang member. Um, so Violent J and Shaggy Tudo, uh, the guys that are insane clown posse, um, they actually organized and paid for a march on Capitol Capitol Mall um, in Washington D.C. to get their fans removed from the federal registry of gangs and. Uh, when we wanted to put this album together, our album is a, is a concept record. Uh, and a lot of people that have heard it kind of missed that a little bit, which kind of sucked. Um, but the, the idea is that it's 20 years in the future and the world has been taken over by the extreme right and the extreme left, uh, politically. And, uh, when we were talking about the album, we wanted to do a cover that was um, from a band that these two groups would absolutely detest. And uh, originally we were going to cover an old, 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 old song called uh, One Tin Soldier. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that song. Uh, we, we were, that was the original plan. And then uh, I came into the studio one day and said, can we do an Insane Clown Posse cover instead? And originally, I wanted to do a song called Boogie Woogie Woo, which is all about the boogeyman um, doing crazy shit to children um, in, in a humorous and fun way. Um, and uh, Jay didn't like that one. So he said, no, I don't like that one. So I said, well, what about Hall of Illusion? Let's do that. And Jay listened to it and said, I can do this. Yeah, I can. And uh, we recorded a version of it. And it was so bad that we didn't want to put it out. And then we recorded it a second time. And I, I took the vocal line on it. And uh, when I listen to it, I'm like, wow, it has that feel from the original, but it still feels like our own. And um, we, we've heard a lot of positive things. Uh, the Juggalo community, their fans, uh, I, I'm on a lot of their, their groups and lists uh, as an old school Juggalo. So we put it out and uh, that was great. Uh, they, they, they really embraced it, which is cool. Um, but, but it's so funny that you play it because we were just talking about how you pick songs that have a story. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we've done anything ever that has the kind of story flow that Hall of Illusions have. 
uh, other than the last cover we did, which was Hall of Mirrors, because we got a thing for halls, apparently. Um, and we played that one on the show as well. Yeah, we did play that one last time. Uh, but but Hall of Illusions is, uh, I think it's got a story, and I think it's a story that a lot of people need to hear. I mean, it starts out, obviously, um, talking about the guy that beats his family and, uh, you know, how he's got this illusion uh, that he sees of his family being perfect, but he's not part of it because he's a heavy drinker and he beats his wife. And then it flows on to talk about, you know, Mr. Clark um, and his kid and, and what happened with his children. And, and and I think what appeals to me about that song is the album that it's on is called The Great Malenko. And, and there's a story, Malenko's a, a, a wizard that, can make all these horrible things happen. Um, um, so for, for us to include this Malenko character in our futuristic story, um, and, and with the intro to that, uh, which played a little bit at the end of Stand Down, uh, there's an intro which is completely improv. Jay was doing it, and I just threw him off by making rude comments. Um, and it, it turned out so well on the album but um in the context of our story uh the great malenko is a banned record you can't own it and this guy gets a hold of it and of course he comes into to the house running with it saying look what i've got i've got the new ice i've got an icp record and the other guy's like holy cow so to uh jay to not jay my jay the other jay sorry they're asking who's taking money um, hmm. so yeah, it, it was really cool. Uh, but, and I told you guys, uh, would meet him in a second. Um, Sonny. So Jay and Jay and Loki are going to take over for a few minutes. Cause I got to pee and I got to get ready to go on stage. Okay. Go um, get ready to go on stage. But what, right when we, right when we get ready to go on stage, but what we want to do tonight, if you're okay with it is we're probably going on about, about nine thirty, So right near the end of the show. Rather than ending with a, an interview, what I, I think the listeners might like is, is I've got someone here that's more than willing to keep the phone on speaker while we do our first couple songs. Uh, and, and I'd love to be able to do that for you guys. Uh, that so that way we're going to play. This will be the first time we've ever played live to air for Off the Shade Radio. And, and I want to do that. Yeah, but that's fine. Well, we've got a bunch of time with them I mean, I don't know. Yeah, she never kicks us off. We've kicked other guests off because we're on the show because she loves us that much. We're her favorite. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and anyway, Michael, the beauty of it is, even though if the show goes off live, when people yep. listen to it in the archive part of the show, they're going to get this. Oh, that, that's, uh-oh, we don't want them to do that. But that's okay. We're going to play a little bit live for you guys. Uh, but anyways... Jay and Sonny are going to come on, and Sonny is actually Loki, the new guitar player, and I want him to meet everybody, and I love you guys, but I have this weird-ass ritual before every show where I go off by myself and just stand around. So you guys enjoy these guys for you. All right, darling. Hello. Hello. One second. I'm just going to put you on speakerphone here. Okay. I have to learn how to to Android. There we go. (laughs) 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as y'all know, this is this is off the chain. I'm your host, Yvonne Mason, and and they're swapping phones. The band Cipher is fixing to do a live show, and they're swapping phones, and we're going to get to listen to them do a couple of their songs live on stage right here on the show because they love us so much. Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> well, be- I am coming. Y'all are on my bucket list. I'm coming to Canada just to see y'all. <laughs> We'd love to have you. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be fun? I don't know it that would. I would do this. I don't know that I would be the same when I got home, but that will be all right, too. I love Canada. I, I, could, I could probably live in Canada if it wasn't so cold. Oh, yeah. Legalized completely countrywide. That's the best part. <laughs> so, so, Loki, how, did, how are you enjoying being with these two wonderful icons of the music industry? I'm fucking loving it. I'm so much. Uh, I came from a smaller, like almost a garage band that got to playing bars, and it's a major, major difference now from from what I was doing then to what I'm doing now. A lot more professional, and it's great. And and not only are you are you with two mentors that are going to take you places. And trust me when I tell you this, because when these guys first came to me, I told them they were going to go places, and they said, yeah, right, uh-huh. They almost quit after the first album. I said, don't you dare. You're going to go places with these guys. Stick with I hope so. I hope so. You will. I, I really them. love the fact that Mike kind of took me under his wing and Jane out you. And, yeah, I really think we are going places. I've never played outside of London until I was with these guys. And now we're looking at Canada wide tour and maybe hitting the the UK and all kinds of stuff now. So it's See, crazy. We need to come to South Florida. We need to wake these people up down here. Well, I've tried to convince Mike to uh, come do some shows in the States. Apparently there's a, a little bit of issues of him getting over there. So. Well, yeah, he, he's, he's got to work some things, but yeah, it will happen. Because I'm going to tell will, you, y'all are going, to get, y'all are going to get so big and so popular that people are going to clamor for y'all to come to the States. Because the waves I, I, really, I really hope so. Like, I'm, I'm busting my ass and doing everything I can to make sure to take us as far as I can on top of what these guys already do. Like, they already have a, such a big name that me trying to add on to it, I'm just hoping I can live up to the hype. Well, the funny okay. thing is, the the funny thing is, is that when uh, when Loki first came on board, I was doing my usual thing of creating this entire soundscape, and then you know he'd bring in the crunchy distort, you know, the overdriven guitar, and it's just kind of like, this isn't working. This sounds really like just uh, like a wall of noise. So the you know I just said, why don't I just put a, something bassy on and just play something. Started, we just started jamming like you know any other band and stuff like that. And I just said, I think I've seen the problem. You know, you know, the first couple of demos that we recorded, we were trying to paste him on on top of what we normally do. So we had to reorganize the the way we record to make sure that he got the creative part of it in. It's not just me saying play this now. 
Right. Yeah, you know, but you, the thing is, is that we've always been open to changing our sound like that. You know, it's like you find somebody you can work with and you just let it happen. And that was the coolest thing. And and the beauty of, of you and Mike is that you are willing to step out of a comfort zone that you've established to embrace a new sound, a new song, a new way of doing things. This is this is how y'all are going to continue to expand and to grow and to get a, a even greater fan base because you are willing to reinvent yourselves and to change the sounds and to keep people on their toes. It, 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 the problem is, is that I think I I, th- I I think with the way Mike and I operate, we get. We get too bored too quickly doing, you know, it's like, okay, now we're just chopping wood. Now we're just putting up the same shit over and over again. And, you know, it's, I mean, part of it was, is finding somebody that creatively could work with. Like, Loki's come up with a lot of guitar lines for some of our older stuff so that, you know, when we play live, you know, it it alters the song. It alters uh, it alters the feel of the song. But that's what we want. You know, we're not. I love it. We, we yeah we we can't like a song like Breathe. Loki's come up with and you know plays an awesome guitar line for Breathe now live. And I thought about sort of re-recording it because uh, yeah, um, we thought about re-recording it just because you know. The whole nature of the it just amplified the nature of the song. Yeah, exactly. And that is that is also one of the songs that I really enjoy listening to. So when you change the dynamic, I can't wait to hear the new version. (laughs) Oh, we were talking about uh, getting Loki involved with uh, Cipher. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but uh, kidnapped his children and black (laughs) mother. Right, right, yeah. I gotta run and get my amp set up, though. I'll be right back. Go, go do what you gotta do. Go get set up. (laughs) All right, Mike's Mike's taking over. Love you, Vaughn. Love you too, honey. They're they're switching the order around on us last second, so we're kind of rushing. So. Oh well, look. It happens. Do you you need to hang up and go, my darling? Are you sure? No, no, we're fine. We're working. We're working with you. Uh, we got well, this covered. Uh, my time is this your is time. Not, because this, this is, is not this the is, weirdest. Uh, <laughs> this is not the weirdest setup we've ever done. Well, but this is all about y'all and doing a good show, and I don't want you to get distracted. So we can. Oh no, the show. The show's always the show. I do this in my sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are y'all gonna play? I, I, uh, are y'all gonna play? We're gonna play we're going to play some of it, yeah. Um, we're going to do uh, some new stuff, some old stuff, something we've never actually tried before that Jay brought to us uh, earlier today. We went, you know what, that's kind of cool. Let's do it. Um, I think so, you should play Dark Mistress. Uh, you know, we haven't played that forever. I don't even know if Jay still has it. Let me see if he's got it programmed on the computer. Maybe uh, we did break that piece of gear we need for that song that uh, we can't. But if we do, then we'll definitely make it work. I think that'd be fun. Because I haven't be done fun. that song. I haven't done that song in forever, and I've only done it once ever. 
Um, well, it, and, uh, I'll tell you, it was pretty do, awkward. I have to do a. I have to do. I'm. I'm doing a short story for an anthology. Now, nice. I haven't written in in a couple of years because of because of my husband and being the primary caretaker. But yeah. while while we were discussing Dark Mistress and the fact that it's awkward for you to sing, the the short story came to my mind, and with your permission, I'm going to title it Dark Mistress because. You can you can do that, and that is our oh, oh, watch out. it's our honor and pleasure. This is pulling for some reason up to the computer. Oh dear, you're That's killing right. your. No, it, we're fine. Jay's got it. Okay. We're actually because... if you can see right now, it's kind of funny. I got the phone between and my shoulder and my ear crammed in there, and and then uh, Jay's. We're trying to load Jay's computer onto the stage, so we're carrying the computer and oh still Lord. managing to somehow make all of this work. And uh, that's part of what we do. I mean, when you do this for a day-in, day-out thing, right, it, it becomes yeah. second nature to deal with adversity. And, like, there was one show we went to, uh, we couldn't get Jay a microphone. Uh, no matter what we did, we got to move the computer one time. Um. We couldn't get a microphone to Jay, so we had this like elaborate set planned, but half of our songs Jay sang, so <laughs> we can't. We couldn't get him a microphone, so we had to like only play old stuff. We could only play stuff. Oh, beautiful. We're we're pro. It's cool. Cool. That was a cymbal crash, literally. Yeah, I heard it. I heard we're, it. <laughs> we're working around the drum kit and people, and it's. Kind of funny, actually. Um, without yeah, trying see, to destroy their center. These guys will only would only do this for me because there's. Uh, we would. We, we barely. We. Yeah. We're. You, you guys got this. We're good. Yeah, yeah. got it. Look at you guys. Well, it's just it's all about it's all about working with people that you love, right? So. And, and y'all I mean, just, we do that. Y'all are, when I see where y'all were two years ago, and I remember you oh, and I crazy. having a conversation, and, and when you came on the second show and you said, Yvonne, we didn't know if we were going to put out a second album until you told us you better. Yep. And that has stayed with I, me. To, well, and that's very much what we we believe right it's uh yeah but we're running out of cord here is the problem uh we might yep well it's just because it's wrapped around the table eh? that's fine go 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 i got it we unplug yeah, it. We have another plug they're, they're, they're putting their set we're, together while we're having a conversation <laughs> i love it I'm we're literally we're literally setting up a stage right now, and uh, people are like, there's nothing playing out in the room. It's really weird. There's all these, uh, you know, 19, 20-year-olds having their beers, going outside and engaging in their new legal right to smoke weed, which is all good. I'm glad they're doing it. And But they're all uh, they're all sitting here staring at us because there's these two old guys hauling a computer around. It's all these young kids, like, glared at us. But I'm thinking to myself, listen, you young fucks. Anybody want to help? <laughs> <laughs> Jump right in and help it but, anytime. But, this is, but this back, is normal. But back to that, I was I was so, so 
so impressed with the fact that that y'all continued even through the self doubt because I heard it in your Jay, voice that night. Jay. And I'm saying, mm y'all gotta do this. Really? I already figured it out. That's just their stupid stage light I hate anyways. <laughs> um, but uh the uh it, it's crazy. Like this life is we uh we do our best to, to, to not piss off the world, but we're doing a really good job of succeeding at it. Um, so we, we get offended people all the time. I was really disappointed. And I know this is going to be probably politically incorrect and anybody that gets triggered by this one, I'm not sorry. It's your problem. Uh, but I was really upset when I heard someone was sending letter, letter bobs to people that don't support Donald Trump. And I didn't receive one. I, I, I felt really <laughs> unimportant at that point. You know, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been bagging on this guy for months. How come I didn't get one? Uh, but, you know, I'm weird. It's so weird because I, I got a confessional for you, for your listeners, which I think is cool. Uh, so right before it was my turn to come on and talk to you, I have, I have severe, crazy depression. And uh, I just started bawling for no reason. And uh, someone said to me, it's just nostalgia, the fact that you're going to talk to the people you love the most that I, in this business. And uh, I said, you know, maybe that's it. I don't know. But it was just weird. And now in about, you know, two and a half minutes, I'm just going to unleash hell. See? And and maybe maybe yeah. it is. because Oh, there's a guy dressed as a shark, though. Okay. There's a guy dressed as a shark, though. Do we have baby shark at all on anything else? Uh, I got an idea. I got an idea. We'll do it anyways. I'll do it acapella. Fuck it. Give me my microphone. This is going to get weird uh, really fast. This it's is about to get, get really weird. It's going to get, um, get weird? It's been weird for the last here, hour and a half. Sonny, Sonny, I'm going to do the intro acapella. So it'll be, it'll be fine. I'm going to give you to Jay for a sec. I got to go recover a piece of gear because we just changed what we're doing. Hello. Hello again. Aren't we having fun yet? <laughs> oh, yes. It's uh, chaos is part of the program. Well, you know what is chaos for the spider? It is, I mean, what is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly. The yeah. Fly. Depending on the but, day of the week. Uh, oh, yeah. So what, well, what, uh, what is Mike doing? What? Where did he run off? He, uh, we, well, we had to uh, kind of change up the stage a little bit for our plans because I sound checked behind the curtain from behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of got thrown up next where we were supposed to go on at 930. So it was ah. kind of a, yeah. So all of a sudden it's like, okay, we got to move everything on stage, but I'm using a separate tape. I'm using a slightly different setup that I normally use. Ah. So all of a sudden it's like, why are we stuck? It's because the other table now that has the laptop on it has to be moved kind of with the, with my rig. So (laughs) (laughs) it does get easier. I promise all you, all you young musicians just starting out. (laughs) And my son's uh, my son's getting heavily into music now too. So, is he really? <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. So and the funny part is, is that he, 
Yeah. Well, the funny part is, is that he's 13 years old, and he go, you know, he goes, I don't. Why do I need to do my homework? I'm just gonna like do music anyways. And I'm like, you're the wrong parent to talk to. <laughs> well, and you, you can tell him this that homework is a discipline. And if you learn to be disciplined with your homework, then you will be disciplined with your music because music is also a discipline. Yeah. Use that logic. I believe the show is starting. Whoa. Whoa. Feedback. Feedback. I hear the feedback. This is amazing. Y'all are amazing. Yes, all, all, all the listeners get to hear the running around that is pre, pre-cypher show. There's my check-in. Because we have no yeah, idea Mike, what's going to happen. Mike's checking Mike. Okay. <laughs> check, check. Check, check, Mike, check. Yeah. Okay. I think I might be handing you off for the... Oh. Oh, hang on. You're coming okay. with me for a mic check. Okay. Sounds good to me. There we go. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> my, my mic is checked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this oh. is the Okay. Wait till I, wait till I promote oh, the show when we hang up. Yeah. I'm going to hand the mic off to... Uh, our friend who is with us, and she's going to, I think, hold the phone while uh, while we Why play some fine? live stuff. So. Okay. One second. All right. Hang on. Okay. Oh, this is really fun. Hey, turn this down a Right on, right on. 
we are Cypher from right here in town. We're London's worst fucking band, and we love it. Uh, I'd like to start out by saying I fucking hate London. I hope it burns in a fucking cesspool, and then saying that. You're fucking great, Gordy Hall. This one's called Welcome to the Underground. Woo! Or it's called The Sound of Silence. <laughs> oh! Silence!
I thought myself think some shit that'll offend you. Why should I fucking care? Alright, I heard the computer there. That was good. Chris McCall, welcome to the underground.
fucking calls for drop and roll and make some weird fucking noise. Not too much, we don't want to start the 
The pressure is all on. The pressure is all on. Hit down. Uh, so he doesn't actually have a guitar player for this next song, but this is a fucking punk rock show, and punk rock is supposed to be political, and unfortunately, Green Day fucked that up. <laughs> Followed closely behind by Dollar Boy. Great fucking band. Look at this. Sort out my fucking Mozart. Anyways, this next one's for Billy Joe from Green Day. This is already up as a softball media. It's long been understood. I got my speed work control. Shaggy and J wrote. Uh, we recently got 
What? You don't have it. Are you fucking kidding me? We can acapella this? Oh, oh, which one is this? You can do it, yeah. If this mic's rolling, we're going to do this anyways. I don't give a fucking shit. Alright, shit, I don't know. This might be a horribly bad fucking time you got it. That's it. I weighed, I weighed the options. How the worst thing we need and what it was going to do is go. Oh, wow. Uh, this is going to be fun. First is the fact that this might totally fucking suck. You're all going to be recorded. And I think I don't give a shit. Uh, can we get these mics up a little bit for these guys? We're going to need it on this one. Too. One, two, I'm good. You're good? All right, how are you going to do that? All right, so... If you know the words to this, which you probably don't, or which you fucking still don't give a shit. Oh, I can't believe we're going to fucking do this. Right? Yeah, right? Okay, right. so for all of you, I'm sorry now. If you don't do that, tell me. This is going to be me. Okay, okay. Wait, do me a favor. Stop stealing my spotlight. I'm the ego in this game. Not you. Go back to your movie.
Oh, <laughs> 
please. And, and you know what? I got to say something to your listeners that are going to hear this in archives. If they make it this far in this, this, this recording, thank you What's so that? much for being part. Uh, thank you so much for being part of the first Cypher live show, start to finish, anywhere in the world. And you Isn't guys that- are the best. We love you, Yvonne, so much. We love you. And, and tomorrow it's going to